All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's game day Wednesday. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show. On Sports 1440, also live, Oilers Nation YouTube. The Gregor Show, as always, is presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. You uh, want to get in on a little uh, preseason NHL action, you can. You want to get in on um, single game betting, they got it all. Or maybe you're just like, you know what? I'm just feeling lucky. I'm going to play the lottery. Well, 649 tonight, 5 mil, and also... There's a 12 mil for the gold ball. Check it out. PlayAlberta.ca. Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Halley. Lots of tech still. To get Cons, did you pick a winner for the tickets yet? I did, yeah. Yeah, I can grab uh, their names right now. Got a lot of, I've been really focused on the Jays, Gregor, you know, so I, I've been getting uh, uh, getting kind of Yeah, Cons was pretty rattled. He thought, he thought Chapman's double was fair. Oh. <laughs> he thought he had tied the game. And literally, it's inches. You know what? Both Justins. Oh, two different Justins. Justin P and Justin B. So, yeah, they're, uh, they've oh. accepted they're going to the game tonight. Oh, the peanut butter twins. All right, P and B. Okay. Going to the game. I like it. Nice. Let's get to the uh, spec report now. Brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, guess what? They are hiring right now. Go to Indeed.com. Look up GS Construction. And uh, you want to work for a great company, great wages, great benefits, great culture. They got it all. Indeed.com, GS Construction, as uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet joins. Oh, Speck, the baseball guy. You must have been losing your mind when that pitching change came, eh? Yeah, the pitching change. Uh, I think that that pitching change in today's world of baseball is not made by the manager. Okay. I mean, he he executes the move, but I think that's a move that's made by, by the 
you know, with the made by the analytics department with the blessing of somebody over top of the manager, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know for sure because I'm not in Schneider's head, but there's not a baseball person that I know that would pull that that pulled Barrios the way he was dealing yeah. after what do you have 47 pitches? I mean, he's just starting to really be warm. And so, yeah, that, that decision comes from the inner sanctum somewhere. And it's a problem for baseball, Jay analytics is a problem for baseball. I'm here to tell you, it's a problem. You, you have to find a way to combine it with understanding and say, you know what? Okay. If that's in the seventh inning, he's got 89 pitches or not. Okay. But 47, what Connor said he had, what, five strikeouts at that point? So, um, yeah, that's a, you know, and then, uh, hey. Watch what, him pitch. Yeah. Watch him pitch. His pitches were, he was right on. Like, he was, his command was absolutely perfect. Anyone who knows anything about pitching or baseball will tell you, you get through the first inning, the second inning when you're warming up. Once you get into three, four, five, if you're going, that's your meat and potatoes. All the good pitchers who are having a good performance mow through those middle innings. Now let's talk when the guys start coming up for the third time, right? Yeah. And maybe the fourth time. Okay, maybe we need a reliever then. Don't tell me you need a reliever after 47 pitches when a guy's pitching like that. That's that's a hocus-pocus uh, numbers game right there, baby. <laughs> that's totally fair. And then That's uh... the same numbers that made – that made Mark Fane an awesome defenseman. That's what they are. <laughs> uh, and Martin Marinson. Oh God, Martin Marinson. Oh, I. Yep. Oh, geez. Same numbers, pal. Yeah. Same was... numbers that made Jesse Poyarby the same guy as Yeri Lettinen. That's who makes those numbers. Oh it's God, the same yeah. Guy. Remember, yeah, when he people voted him for the Selkie. God love us. So so funny. <laughs> One guy. Um. One guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now. Um. Well, then we we don't even have time to get to the base running gaps by the Jays and their inability to cash yeah, runs oh, today. Yeah. Let's so talk yeah, about no. the base run. You know what? Here's what you should say too, though, Jay. Like I don't know, I don't watch the Twins play all year. I don't know if they've picked anybody off all year long. But the Twins are an organization that's always been heavy, heavy into fundamentals. Like they were a station to station team for a long time, right? Yeah. If you can't bunt a guy over, you can't play for the Twins. That's who they were. Call it. You might like it. You might say it never worked for them. That's fine. But that's who they were. So at the very most important point in their season to date, Sonny Gray doesn't even look back at second base. When do you think he got the sign on that pickoff? Like, like how many seconds before he towed the rubber did the shortstop say, give him whatever their sign is. He flashes him a sign, right? Yeah. And Gray goes to the rubber. He doesn't even look. And then he turns around and throws a 95 mile an hour ball right in the base. Like that is a, Vladdy's lazy and, and and derelict and never, ever should get caught. But that's a hell of a pickoff play. Oh, God, yeah, it was. Now, the uh, Edmonton Orders, of course, uh, tonight taking on the uh, Calgary Flames Wranglers uh, squad. Uh, not a lot of NHL top six <laughs> forwards in, in that lineup. Not many of their top D in the lineup. Uh, thank God preseason hockey is almost done so we can get to games that really matter with actual NHL rosters. But there's still some stuff on the line for guys, you know, you know, whichever ones of Ernie and, and Peterson and Lavoie, uh, play or not. But, uh, you know, the, the other thing is the order's power play. It's being dominant. It's a, it's a key part of their team. As Leon Drysaddle said, Hey, you got to be great at something. And that's something they're great at. And, you know, Jay Woodcroft wants to go get those guys, uh, some action. Cause something tells me spec Friday, we might not see McDavid and Drysaddle unless I wonder if the power play struggles. I don't know, but 
Uh, I think tonight the Oilers, yeah. if, if they get some chances, look for their first unit to, to just want to settle down and start banging home some goals. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Those guys play if the power play needs a little bit of work. That's when they play. Um, so let's see. You know what? I mean, we, we had this conversation. This will be McDavid's third game tonight. Is that correct? Uh, yes. I think it's his third game. And I believe I recall him saying to me, I need three games. I like three games. If they give me a fourth, I'll play the fourth. So I think that, that they have the conversation tomorrow. E, you know, Leon, Connor, do you need, do you feel like you want the game? If you want the game, you're playing. And B, do we feel like our power play needs the game? This will be something that not, unless, unless the power play is, can't find itself tonight and is terrible. You know, if it's, if it's okay, I would think Woodcroft goes to his big boys and says, what do you think? Do you think we want another night of dress rehearsal on this? Don't you? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I think if, if they move it around and everything's looking good, I think they might say, okay, good. We don't uh, need McDavid or dry in the final game of the, of the preseason. I very, and, and even spec, right. like it would have to be probably awful for them not to do it, uh, to be honest. So, well, it hasn't been very good so far, but they haven't had everybody. It, it's, you know, when you don't have Bouchard at the back end, it makes such a huge difference. Like, he, you know, they, they call that guy the quarterback for a reason. He may not get a point on every goal, but it always seems to start with him. So let's see what they got tonight when they got all their horses. You look at, you know, Woodcroft said he still believes the competition's wide open, and I would agree for him, but. Something tells me the way the rotation's going. Stuart Skinner's starting game one of the regular season. Doesn't mean he's going to be the starter after 10 games or 30 games or 50 games or whatever it is. But, like, do you see any way that Jack Campbell could start Friday and then again Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I asked Jay yesterday, is it an open competition for that game one in Vancouver? And he said, yes, it is. So I'll take him at his word. You know, look, let, let's say that that – Stu Skinner walks out of this game with the same save percentage he's going into it with. He's like 888 or something like that right now in the preseason. And let's say that Jack Campbell walks out of Friday night's game with the same save percentage he's at, which is about 960. So if it's an open competition, the way the coach looked straight in the camera and said it was, Jack Campbell has to start that game. He's clearly had a better preseason. Like there's no one thing about goalies. I'm blasting analytics here. I don't consider safe percentage an analytic right? That's how you judge a goalie these days. And if, if there's a spread of about 80 points, I don't see how Campbell can't start game one. Yeah, well, I look at Skinner. I thought his first game was fine. Um, the game in Vancouver, there was the one goal I didn't really like, but other than that, I'm not sure he's terrible, but just, you're right. Campbell has been better. There's, there's no question. He's, he's looked incredibly well. He's also, you know, he's almost, I mean, almost put in a position to look better because the, the, you know, those two road games didn't have the best lineup in front of him. And uh, it was a, you know, it was a shooting gallery and sometimes goalies really like that. So, um, you know, I give him credit and you know what? He could be right. Uh, we had your on earlier. He thinks, you know, they give a Skinner the home game. And say, hey, you're still our starter, but Campbell goes in. There's less pressure on the road. I don't know if either one worries about the pressure, but I think either way, Spec, nope. barring a shutout, I think they split the first two regular season games. Um, yeah, that's you know what? That's a let. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say that to you. Like, let's say you're coaching a team, and let's say just for fun, for the sake of this conversation, let's say it is Campbell that starts the first game, and let's say he gets a shutout in the road. What are you going to bench him the second game? You know, so I'm not, I, I learned long ago. Don't, I mean, if it's back to backs, that's different. 
But if there's three, there's they play Wednesday, they play Saturday. There's two off days in between, man. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick game number two till I watch game number one. But it's not out of this world that, that the same guy could start them both. And uh, last one for you, Spec. When you when you look at the uh, at the orders, and is there anything you would like to see from these final two preseason games? Like, is there anything you're watching for at all? Um, what am I watching for? I wish Ekholm was playing because I'd like to see Broberg with them. That's the that's okay. what we've missed in this camp. Okay, that's a big a big thing. I I came into camp looking to see that, and we obviously haven't seen any of it. You know, really, the the only guys that we're concerned with here are all fourth line players, and you know, Lavoie, Ernie, Peterson, and you know, it's hard. Like Lavoie's got an advantage because if he snipes a goal or two. That's his thing, and it stands out, and he looks good. When you're Adam Ernie and when you're Peterson, it's, you know, it's like the, the guy who builds the addition on your house, you look at that addition, you go, man, did you do good work. And the guy that puts in the sewer, you never see it, and you don't know what the hell it looks like, and you go, thanks for the sewer. How, what do I owe you? So Ernie, Ernie and Peterson, how are they standing out? They're fourth-line guys. They're not going out and scoring a bunch of goals, I'm here to tell you. They might pot one, maybe. But the things they do, the coaching staff hopefully sees them. Do we, you and me see them all the time? As much as we can, but not every time. So it's hard for them to impress. They're not flashy guys. They don't have flashy roles. But one of them's going to make the team, likely, and one of them's going somewhere else. So it's big for them, that's for sure. Spec. Have yourself an awesome day. We'll see you at the rink. All right. See you at the rink, Jake. That is uh, Mark Spector. The Speck Report brought to you by GS Construction. We'll return. We are going to uh, continue to talk uh, some hockey talk right here uh, on Edmonton's Sports Authority, Sports 1440. Rolling through. Wednesday afternoon, Jason Greger, Connor Halley, with you. As uh, the con man is just, I don't see the con man fired up very often, but uh, he's uh, hes fired up right now. He's uh, hes fired up. Con's, uh, I never know that baseball got you this, uh, this intense. Sports, sports does it to me. This is every Sunday during the NFL season. Oh, jeez. But no, it's not necessarily losing, but it's the fashion in which they lose, you know? (laughs) If you would have told me, and and some people out there at the Jays, you know, they're only going to give up five runs in the first two games. What would the record be in this series? I'd say, well, worst case scenario, probably one in one. That's got to do something, right? But that hasn't been the case. So, yeah, it's a frustrating one. Uh, Okay. Down to their final three outs. Uh, hey, you never, so they got a chance, three outs, but it's tough. Uh, it is very tough, uh, no question about that. Uh, let's get in the community now, brought to you by United Cycle, where Hockey Days is on at United Sport and Cycle, where you can save up to 35% off. United Sport and Cycle, your home for hockey for over 95 years. It's awesome. Uh, being in the community a long time, knowledge, trustworthy, everybody knows them there. It's great. And uh, let's talk a little uh, Edmonton Oil Kings as the uh, voice of the Oil Kings, Andrew Peard, joins us once again. Peardsy, how you doing, my man? Doing well, Greg. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm better than the Jays right now, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Connor Halley, they got everybody on edge. That's what playoffs does, though. I love it. People get fired oh, you up. 
You should have seen the Oil Kings bus on the way here to the Sastel Center. Not happy, not happy with the decisions being made. <laughs> hate to see it. You hate to see it. Oh yeah, no, that's. <laughs> You know, it's almost better when there's a big group of people that are diehard sports fans because then the, everybody gets fired up, and it's it's quite good. Yeah, everyone's just feeding off each other's emotions. It's a good thing, though, I think, if you're going to the game, get everyone a little bit on edge, and hopefully uh, that's able to uh, uh, carry over to the game here tonight. Well, a big win last night for the Oil Kings. Uh, they hadn't beat PA in quite some time, but a, a 3 nothing shutout last night. Uh, before we get to tonight's matchup, uh, let's talk a little bit about that one. Uh, pretty big win for the Oil Kings. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not every day that you go into the Art Hauser Center and uh, take two points out of there. It's one of the hardest rinks to go into in the league, but for the Oil Kings, that's the first time they've actually ever shut out the Raiders, whether it be in the Art Hauser Center Rexall place or Rogers place. So oh, wow. uh, it was uh, it was a really good game from from the Oil Kings top to bottom. Uh, they get out to a good start in the first period, and you know Colby Hay he's been he's been rock solid for Edmonton in his three starts so far this season, and uh, not really a surprise. He's a guy that's been in the league for three years. He was behind Sebastian Costa during the championship run, so um, he understands what it takes to win in this league, and um, he's been a big reason for Edmonton to be off to a hot start in that game in Prince Albert. Uh, maybe their their best sixty minute effort so far uh, of this season for the Oil Kings. I thought they had three lines going. Uh, their their defense core just it's just so much more stable this year. It's it's still a, a, a young group back there, but they're a young group with experience from last year. And uh, I thought that really shone through last night uh, in Prince Albert as uh, really able to to just shut down any sort of attack that the Raiders were trying to generate after Edmonton did a good job to uh, establish an early lead. Andrew Peer joins us, uh, the voice of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they are on the road tonight, fresh off of a 3-1 victory last night. So the back-to-backs don't seem as difficult when you uh, when you win 3-0. Uh, the goaltender played great, but uh, Jekko and Litke, uh, you know, uh, two points each. And uh, Jekko, man, he's uh, he's off to a red-hot start. Yeah, he's been he's been unbelievable. And I, I think just talking with, with Luke Pierce, the Oil Kings head coach, and Kurt Hill, the general manager, just – trying to gauge their their expectations on Adam as uh, as he joins the Western Hockey League for for the first time and uh he's still just 17 years old you have to remind yourself of that cuz he's 6 foot 5 202 pounds but um you know they they wanted to temper expectations on Adam early because uh no matter what physical assets you do have uh when you're coming over from playing in Europe your whole life to to now playing the North American game it's it's going to be an adjustment period but uh you know through training camp he seemed to have made that adjustment uh uh, quite easily, and now here in the regular season, they they keep throwing top six minutes at him, top six matchups at him, and he continues to handle. And we're really starting to see his skill on display. I, I just think of uh, the way he was able to to help uh, create that first goal for himself, keeping plays alive in the offensive zone, and uh, using his frame to to shield pucks from defenders. And um, you know, it's it's been really impressive. And Aiden Litke sort of the perfect match for him and, and line mate for him. He's a guy that's been in this league for a long time. He's a 20 year old veteran. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing that's going to get thrown at him that he hasn't seen before. And, um, you know, he's able to, to talk with Adam a lot on the ice and uh, make sure he understands all the assignments and, and those two just together. Um, it's, it's been instant chemistry and, uh, both of them off to, to fantastic starts here. And, uh, the old Kings have a kind of a unique schedule because they have so many home games to start. And, uh, you know, so you get these two big road wins would be huge. And, you know, that pushed them up to four to one. So let's focus on tonight now. And, uh, you know, pretty tough opponent. Yeah, very tough opponent. The Saskatoon Blades, they they went all the way to the Eastern Conference final a season ago and, and ended up losing to the Winnipeg Ice there. But this is a, a veteran group led by, you know, former Oil King, actually, as the head coach, Brendan Sawney. 
Um, but, you know, they, they've started to get pretty much all their players back now from NHL training camps, with the exception of one, that being Jake Chason, still uh, uh, with the Bakersfield Condors right now. But, uh, you know, I actually just spoke with uh, with Brendan Sonny, the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, because, you know, this team's out to a 2-2 two and two start, and I think when you're missing as many guys, I think it was five or six guys they had away at NHL training camps, that's, that's not a bad start at all, but... Um, he, he seemed displeased with uh, what he's seen so far from his team. So uh, I think we're going to see a very fired up, a very hungry Saskatoon team here tonight. And um, for Edmonton, they're going to have to be on their toes early because, you know, they're, they're playing back-to-back games. Saskatoon, uh, they've been off since last weekend. So uh, for Edmonton, it's, it's going to be critical for them to start on time here tonight. You look at the uh, at the Eastern Conference specifically, you know, a lot of people think Saskatoon's going to be one of the top teams. Uh, who else do you see at the top or who do you expect to be there? Like, you know, I know early season some teams are missing guys and stuff, so you know, the early records maybe not necessarily the most indicative of of what the teams are, but if I talk to you at the 30 game mark and I know I'll talk to you before then, but who do you expect to be at the top? Yeah, it's it's interesting this year and I was actually just speaking with Les Lazarus who's been doing the play-by-play for the Blades for a very, very long time and he says and I feel the same way. There's there's a lot more parity in the Eastern Conference this year than we've seen in, in years past in the Western Hockey League. Obviously, the Oil Kings for uh, a number of years there were, were sort of the lead dog. And then the Winnipeg Ice last year, I think in August of last year, we could have predicted that they'd make their way to the WHL Championship Series. But this year, it does feel a lot more wide open. But the Saskatoon Blades, certainly one of those teams 30 games from now, I think we'll be talking about them being uh, in and around the top of the, the East Division and the Eastern Conference. The Moose Jaw Warriors... Uh, you know, they've got a number of really good players. Uh, Braden Yeager, Jager Furkus, Denton Matejchuk. That's a team loaded with NHL talent. So uh, expect them to be in the mix. The Swift Current Broncos, we've been waiting on them the last couple of years. Is this the year that they take a step? I think it might be. Uh, they've got a number of drafted players, uh, impressive players in their lineup. And, and the one team I think to, to keep an eye on is the Medicine Hat Tigers. Mm. Um, you know, they've got that young 16-year-old Gavin McKenna. He's not the next Connor Bedard, but he's maybe the next closest thing that you're going to find to it. So, um, they've got a really young, skilled team, uh, and right now, early on in the season, they look like a, a team ready to to challenge a, a team like the Red Deer Rebels for the, for the Central Division. Yeah, I'm always skeptical. I don't love putting too much pressure, especially on 16 year olds. But I've been reading a lot about him. I haven't seen him play, uh, Andrew. Have you seen him? And what's the expectations? And when do the when do the Tigers come to town for any Old Kings fans who maybe want to watch him? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I did get a chance to watch him um, late last year. He was uh, he was called up for a handful of games as a 15-year-old. And as a 15-year-old, he was averaging a point per game. He was playing top-line minutes. Um, he was quarterbacking their power play. So um, they're, they're, they're feeding him uh, all the opportunity. And you know what? It's, it's kind of interesting. We've noticed this over the last three years in the WHL. It used to be, you know, you'd have one or two 16-year-olds on your team, and um, you, would, you would shelter them as best you could. You would limit their minutes. Uh, and it was at 17 years old that you'd really take the reins off them and, and, and see what they're, they're able to produce. But nowadays, these 16-year-olds are coming in. They're chock full of confidence. They're chock full of skill. And, you know, coaches are just saying, hey, you know what? Uh, if he's the most skilled player on our team, we're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. And uh, I think we're going to see that with, uh, with young Gavin McKenna. So, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see him, though, at Rogers Place until, ooh, I want to say it's in November that, uh, that they roll through. But uh, we'll see him three times this year. And um, he'll be certainly worth the price of admission uh, with the Tigers in town. Andrew Peer joins us, the voice of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Of course, you can listen to all their games on iHeartRadio. Uh, they got their own Oil Kings channel this season, so it's a great way to uh, listen to the game. Uh, Peer calls a uh, fantastic game all the time, so it's nice. Um, 
you know, a few other things uh, around the, uh, the the WHL right now, Andrew. And, you know, you just look at, you know, the, the leagues that we we see. And, you know, the only team now, the Victoria Royals uh, haven't won. But, uh, you know, was the... You know, it's not a great start for Wenatchee with what's going on. Have you heard anything about that investigation and, and what's maybe coming next? I, honestly, I, I haven't. It's been sort of, uh, you know, uh, through the, the leadership of the Western Hockey League, they're they're handling that uh, situation. And, and obviously with Ron Robison at the helm, we know that um, what needs to happen will happen. And uh, we're just kind of waiting, uh, like everybody else, to, to really see what uh what all shakes out there in Wenatchee. Obviously not the start that they wanted as a franchise, but uh, good to see that swift action was taken and, um, you know, they can start to, 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 to fix what, uh, whatever mistakes went on there and uh, try and uh, become, obviously, uh, the team they want to be in the WHL. Any lineup changes for the Oil Kings tonight? Uh, Nathan Pilling's going to sit this one out. A little nicked up, but uh, nothing major. He's day-to-day. He'll likely be back in the lineup on Saturday. So Trayson Whatney will, will draw into the Edmonton lineup. First time this year coming off uh, an upper body injury. And then the Oil Kings right now, they have four healthy 20-year-olds on their roster. So um, right now, Jacob Hoffroggy and Kean Bell kind of playing musical chairs in the lineup. Uh, Hoffroggy's going to sit this one out, even though he's been dynamite the last couple of games. But it's just the, the situation that Edmonton's in. Kean Bell's going to come in, and uh, uh, he's going to provide a little bit of offensive spark up front with, uh, with Nathan Pilling unavailable. Now, how long do you expect that to last? Or do you think uh, Kurt Hill will look to try to move one of his 20-year-olds sooner than later? Well, you got till October 10th, and then you, you have to make a decision uh, by then. So, uh, obviously, over the next, uh, what is it now, uh, six days that uh, the Oil Kings are going to have to make a decision uh, on that situation. And it's, it's a tough one, man, yeah. I tell you, because Kean, he's, he's, uh, he's an interesting story. He's well-traveled, started his uh, major junior career in the QMJHL, yep. ended up as a 19-year-old in the SJ and was the MVP of that league, scored over 50 goals, and now he's here in Edmonton. His mom... Uh, obviously played uh, with uh, the Canadian national women's team in uh, 1996. She played for the Edmonton Chino- Chimos. Um, it's it's a really neat story. He's a he's a very talented player. But then you got Jacob Hoffraugi on the back end, who um, he's been just he's done everything that the coaching staff has asked of him. He's he's improved his game leaps and bounds, and he provides a bit of a different element for the Oil Kings on the back end. He skates extremely well. He's he's more of a shifty defenseman. We've got a lot of uh, uh, big body defenders back there, so. Uh, with Jacob, he's he's kind of uh, a nice little outlier on the the Oil Kings defense and, and what his skill set is. So I'm not quite sure how to handicap who's going to be when when October 10th rolls around. But uh, uh, wherever one of them ends up, whatever whatever team gets them is obviously getting a really good player. Andrew, have a great call, man. We'll talk to you throughout the year. Appreciate your time. Hey, anytime. Thanks for having me on, Griggs. That's uh, Andrew Peard, the voice of the Oil Kings. It's in the community. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Your place, shop for over 95 years. Crazy. Jeez, low tide in Brownlee. One of their first jobs working at uh, United Sport and Cycle. Quick break. We'll come back. Warren Fogle will uh, join us. We'll talk more about the uh, orders lineup. And the rage has peaked. We'll tell you why next. On The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And Orders Nation YouTube. We roll through... Wednesday, disappointing Wednesday for Jays fans. They lose two in a row and are out of the 2023 MLB playoffs. I guess the only good news for Jays fans, they weren't the first team eliminated. That was Tampa. Tampa won 99 games. But guess what? Injuries at the wrong time. And uh, they they got spanked 7 one today so uh they are out texas is going to take on uh baltimore in the next round and uh mini is going to face houston meanwhile we could have a two who knows maybe the best of threes will all be done in in um in two nights now i think milwaukee's going to come back and win but uh you never know we will see i won't be surprised if uh philly dispatches of miami uh the marlins tonight but uh, Milwaukee I won't be surprised if they push that one to uh, three games we need at least one we need at least one to go uh, three games and it's awesome because baseball will get us through because let's be let's be real you me Connor every listener out there is tired of the preseason look at the orders lineup tonight compared to the flames like the flames are barely dressing anybody up front their lineup is young and it's more like the Wranglers here's their lineup Sharon Govich Ruzichka Dubé now, those guys will all be on their NHL team. Klapka, Schmidt, and Dewar. I think Dewar will be on the team. Siona, Hunt, Pospisil, doubt it. Onzek, Azari, and Pedersen, doubt it. So they got four out of 12 forwards. On defense, Osterley and Zadorov, Poirier, Gilbert, uh, Solivov, and uh, De Simone. Mm, two of those guys likely uh, starting on the blue line. Maybe one. And then Dan Vladar. And who knows? Will Vladar even be a flame? Like, are they going to trade him? What are you going to do? They they want Dustin Wolf to get in, but they might have to be patient and see. Maybe you keep Dan Vladar. If Tampa's not interested, maybe another team would be if they get an early injury to a goaltender. I don't think you want to put Vladar, Vladar on waivers and lose him for nothing, do you? That's probably not the best asset management. I could think of he's a pretty good goalie. He's not great, but he's he's decent. I think he's got potential for sure. But they also have Dustin Wolf, who's lit it up the last two years in the American League. So, orders. Meanwhile, all their big top six are going: David Drysaddle, Kane, New, John Hopkins, Brown, Hyman, Bouchard, and Nurse are in. 
You know, Fogel, Holloway, likely playing. Malone, Peterson, yes. Then there's, I think, Lavoie's in. So that means, like, one of Ernie or Yanmark. I guess it's possible they give Dylan Holloway a, a night off. He's he's played a fair amount, but he's a young kid. I think he, you want to keep him rolling. So we'll see. We'll get to uh, Warren Fogle now in the room, brought to you by G.S. Construction. Guess what, baby? They are hiring. Go to gsconstruction.com. Wonderful place to work. And uh, also a big shout-out to uh, Devo from uh, Next Gen Transportation. He is currently quality. He's in the, the final qualification round for the Canadian bobsled team. So uh, hoping he can make it. Good luck, Devo. And uh, here is Warren Fogle discussing just kind of, you know, how does he look at the preseason as, you know, historically for him? If you're off to a good start, does it carry over? Is there a carryover for him personally based on other preseasons? You're just trying to build your game um, for the start of the season. You know, I've heard uh, what do you used to call these dress rehearsals, and you're just trying to get yourself um, engaged physically and mentally um, to get prepared for the game one. You're one of the few guys who really hasn't played with his regular line mate because Ryan McLeod's been banged up. Uh, you guys have played together before. You had a lot of success in the playoffs. Does this continuity, like, ideally, are you bugging him, like, hey, get back on the ice so we can play at least one game? Yeah, there's been some uh, jokes going back and forth. Uh, you know, it's just part of the process. You know, he's he's skating hard right now, and, you know, um, you know I'm confident that he'll be back uh, shortly. When you look at this season, uh, there just seems to be a different focus. Not that the group wasn't focused before, but... The loss last year really seemed to kick guys in the gut a little bit more, and it stings. Um, everybody here early on September first. You've been, you know, on competitive teams in Carolina a lot, and, and obviously here too. But can you maybe try to put into words what's different this year? Um, I think this last year was just uh, the realization of you know the game is 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 a game of inches and. Is a huge kick to the stomach because we were right there, and you know, not everyone gets that opportunity to uh, go that far. And you know, I think this year it's our focus to one have a good start. That's something we didn't have last year, and you know, build good habits the first start of the season that will lead us to good habits uh, come playoff time. The second half of last year in the playoffs might have been the best you played as a member of the Edmonton Orders, uh, and you did it with a banged-up hand. Uh, update, how are you feeling physically, and can you pinpoint what went well for you down the stretch last year? Yeah, feeling healthy, had a good summer, um, you know, got stronger. Um, you know, all of us were working really hard this summer, and I think for myself it was just, you know, playing with confidence, um, you know, getting the trust of, of my coaches and teammates, and, um, you know, just working hard and playing confident. I think that's probably the, the major thing and, you know, hoping to continue that, uh, you know, going into the start of the season. When you were in Carolina, you were regularly on the penalty kill. I know that's something you've wanted to do here in Edmonton. And, you know, Jay Woodcroft said openly that, hey, he'd like to get you in more. Uh, obviously, you've done a little bit in the preseason. How important is that to you? And, and how do you ensure that you stay on the penalty kill? Yeah, I think the first thing to stay on it is not get scored on. Uh, but for me, yeah, it's important because, you know, it keeps you in the game. You know, our power play is so good and um, historic power play. So ideally, it'd be good to be on a special team so you're involved in the game. And uh, for myself, it's just, uh, you know, being quick, breaking up passes and, you know, trying to not let them score. And uh, how were your pickleball skills in the tournament? Yeah, we were the upset. Uh, I had the best player in Evan Bouchard on my team. 
and uh, we had a hard division, but we uh, we were the chokers. We were the favorites, and um, yeah, we lost in the semis to uh, Connor and Malone, uh, Connor McDavid, and uh, yeah, that one hurt. Uh, but we definitely had the harder division. I don't know who Halsey and Broby were playing for their first uh, couple of games, but uh, you know we play a lot actually here at the beginning of camp. Uh, a few of us, so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, what makes Boosh so good as a pickleballer? Uh, he plays a lot in the summer. He plays a lot, so we play a lot of it in the summer too when, when we see each other. But he plays more on a regular basis, so he's uh, he's dialed. <laughs> this is the second guy who talked about how the brackets were stacked and the guys who lost they had to play each other. And that oh, I was like, "Are you fatigued? It's pickleball." Shouldn't you be better? The fact is, Broberg had really never played before, and Dylan Holloway has really just been learning. Uh, he's been paired with Bouchard, and uh, they have a, a matchup against um, Fogle, and I can't remember who Fogle said his partner was, but he says it's pretty evenly because Bouchard's the best, and Holloway's just like, the he's the learning one. But clearly, Dylan Holloway is a quick learner in pickleball. Now, maybe he was getting some private lessons from Craig Button. I can't, I can't confirm or deny that. But uh, maybe it was a possibility. You know what? Uh, he's in Calgary a little bit in the offseason. Who knows? Maybe he's working with Butts. As, as anybody who listens to the show knows, Butts is a very, very serious pickleballer. Very serious about his pickleball. So Craig's always been high on Holloway, too. Maybe there's a reason for that. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe he realizes he's got the pickleball <laughs> acumen. So. You know, Evan Bouchard, you know what, Bouchard, just he's he's able, he always seems calm. I, is that a, I, now I've never played pickleball. So I wonder is, you know, is that a forte of just being able to, you know, he's got good hand eye, but just being calm. He never gets rattled. Maybe that's why he's good, except wasn't able to get by uh, Malone and McDavid, who then could not beat the young champions. Like, you know what, maybe pickleball is just a young player's game now. I mean, McDavid's too old for pickleball. And Bouchard, like, now his his birth certificate says he's one age. His face says he's a different age. So The old soul. Just saying. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's too tiring for him, Cons. I could see it. I could see it. Have you ever played pickleball? I've never played pickleball. No. Now, I, I, do I don't have even a, know where we'd go. I have a question for our uh, our audience here today. And, and I'm curious. Like, I think I know the answer. But, again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'm out of touch. Maybe it's changed. Maybe people's acceptance is different than mine. So I went to Subway today. For you know, I walk in, I'm ordering my sub. And meanwhile, there was as I walk in the door, there was a lady sitting at a table. She had her phone out and she's watching a video. Loud. Like you can hear it. Now, I couldn't hear, like, as I walk over to the counter, I can hear it, but I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm not looking. I'm not watching. So, you know, I'm waiting in line. There's someone in front of me. So I'm probably in there six minutes, cons. Mm -hmm. This thing is on the entire time. Am I wrong? Like, where have we gotten to as a society that's actually acceptable? Is it like, now I get, you know what? I don't know. She was probably in her mid-20s, right? They grew up on their phone. I didn't grow up on my phone. But if you're like, shouldn't you just put in headphones there? Like, are we? No one, no one wants to hear that. Like, there was other people sitting there. 
in the restaurant. Now, they can't see it, but you can hear it. And it's kind of like, and you can't hear it clear enough, nor would you care. But, like, I honestly want to say, excuse me, can you turn that down? Should I have, like, you know, I'm feeling like struds right now that I, you know, it's like, geez, I should have said something, but I didn't. But I'm curious. Let me know, like, is it okay for me to say, pardon me? Can you turn that down or put headphones in? Like, is that, I think that's the normal thing to say, but I was like, geez, maybe I'm wrong now. Maybe that's what everybody does now. No, that's super annoying. And I mean, that's, that behavior shouldn't be tolerated. So I think you, you probably could have gotten away with it and you probably would have been a hero to everyone else in the subway that has to put up with it. I don't think that's a youth thing. I mean, maybe it's a, a product of missing out on some key years due to the pandemic and, you know, those, those opportunities where someone would call you out on that, like, yo, you, you just don't do that. Uh, but I know youth and they know to wear headphones, okay. not only for yourself, but like for the people around you, right? You want to make sure you don't miss out on anything. So I think that would have been an opportunity to teach someone and everyone would have loved you for it. Hey, Gregor, I was sitting in Subway while you were there. That lady's phone was annoying. Clayton. Unbelievable. <laughs> Clayton was in there. Sitting right on the, basically on the opposite side. It was, you know, you walk in, it was the one off 100, uh, what is that, 170th Street? Just down the street from us. Clayton, oh man, it was brutal. Like, I'm in line, and he was sitting there, so he had to be there a lot longer than I was. It's awful. It's Gregor, it's none of our business. See, I totally disagree. Why? Why do I have to be annoyed and irked by somebody who's just sitting there? Like, get outside if you want to watch it on your phone. I'm sorry, man. I'll disagree. I don't, none of our business. No, 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 no. If if she was in her house doing that, it's none of your business. Of You're in a public space. Yeah, in a in a inside enclosed building. Hey guys, hundred percent drives me crazy. When people are talking on the phone on their speaker in public. If you can't afford headphones, then use the earpiece. Yeah, that is another weird one now. How it's like they carry your phone away from you and you put it on speaker and they're just like, ah, ah, and they always talk louder <laughs> when it's away from them. You ever notice that? Like they put the phone to their ear. Hello. Yes. How are you? Good, good. Now you turn, put the phone in your hand away. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, everything's good. Like why? Why is that? It's amazing. But seems weird to me, man. Very weird to me. So just a lack of awareness. Brutal. Brutal. Hey, guys, love hearing you guys back on air. The new channel comes in much better in Red Deer. Hey, we love it. Tune in. We like it. It's great. A few other uh, quick ones coming in. Hey, boys, is the game on TV tonight? It is not. It's on uh, Orders Plus, the uh, final two preseason games. Now, the Seattle game might be on the center ice package on Friday. And here's one thing. When you watch the game on Orders Plus, they had the Seattle feed early. Seattle actually plays replays during the live play. We have to talk about that. I can't be the only one who saw that. I thought it was very weird. Like, the the game was on, and they were showing a replay. I'm like, what is happening here? So, at first, I thought it was just once, but no, they did it multiple times. It's very weird. Very weird. Do you like it, though? I'm curious. I didn't, but then it's just because I'm not used to it. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Carrius coming up tomorrow morning at 7. Of course, we have Fox Sports at 9 p.m. tonight. Let's get to the uh, con man and a Sports Center update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. Enjoy the oil game. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.